Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, you love us so incredibly much that you sent your Son into this world to die for our sins. You didn't demand that we that we somehow clean up our acts so that we we deserve Jesus. But you sent him to die for us just the way we are. And that is what gives us hope. For we know that all have sinned and fall short of your glory and no one is righteous, not even one. And we can never do enough to make satisfaction for all that we have done against your will and for all that we have left undone. So we thank you for loving us in Jesus, our Savior. And we pray that you would open our, our ears to hear and our hearts to understand as we meditate upon your word this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Our God is a God who sees. We open our eyes and we look around, but we don't always see. Close your eyes for a moment. Lachelle read the lessons for us earlier. How many of you know what color dress she's wearing. I see two hands. Keep your eyes closed. Marty is the male voice in our praise team this morning. How many of you know what color shirt he's wearing? A few more. How many of you know what I'm wearing? All right, you can open your eyes. I was going to throw in there how many of you know what Carl's wearing, but it's usually something a little colorful. We see, but we don't always really see. And we see the externals. We see what people wear. We can see where they work, where they worship. but we don't see everything. God is a God who sees. He knows us better than we know ourselves because he, he looks at our hearts. He can see the sin that, that tempts us. He knows where our hearts are focused, whether it's on the the things of this world, 
or whether it's on him. He looks at our hearts and he knows the motives that we have, the things that drive us each and every day to do the things that we do and to say the things that we say. And he knows our very thoughts. We recognize that. That's why sometimes in our confession of sins, we, we ask him to forgive even our thoughts as we have sinned against him in thought, word, and deed. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And because of that, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this world. To suffer for you and for me. So that the fullness of our, our sins, so that the struggles with our unbelief, so that our eternity might be sure. How well do we know ourselves? Can we see even our own hearts as God sees them? Our own motives, our own thoughts. John Calvin once said, Knowing yourself begins with knowing God. To better understand ourselves, we need first to start with God and to see who it is that made us and shaped us and formed us. To know his incredible love that even though he can see to the very depths of who we are in reality, he still sent Jesus because he knew that his own son would be the only hope for our lives. God gifted us with his son, Jesus Christ. A gift that we did not deserve. God's grace demonstrates an unconditional acceptance given to an undeserving person by an unobligated giver. He didn't have to do what he chose to do. He didn't have to send his son into this world to die for the likes of us, but he chose to do it because we belong to him. And he loves us. Jesus encourages us in the gospel lesson today to abide in his love. What does that mean? To abide in the love of Jesus Christ is to not only understand the price that Christ paid for us, but to also understand that, that the call to be disciples is a call to love one another. In other words, to love as God loves. To share the love of Christ. 
unconditionally. Think about that word for a moment. To share unconditional love. We human beings always like to add stipulations or conditions. I'll do this if you do this. Unconditional love means no stipulations. The closest thing, I think, is the, the love of a, of a parent to a child or one spouse to another. I will love you no matter what. I will love you unconditionally. You are mine. Because God gifted you to me. I used to remind my kids that there was nothing that they could ever do that would cause me to stop loving them. That's unconditional love. There's nothing that we can do to cause Christ to stop loving us. His love is unconditional. And he calls us his. By the power of the water and the word and holy baptism, he's written his names on our lives, on our hearts. And he pours his word into us that our thoughts might be of him. Our motives might be driven by his will. And that he can see in us a desire to serve him to honor him and to love him you think of Christ on the cross do you know what kept him on the cross it wasn't the nails it was his love An unconditional, an unconditional love that accepts us right where we're at, wherever we're at, with no stipulations to clean up our act and to live right and to do things the right way first. His love is so full. That he died for the soldiers who put the nails through his hands and gambled for his clothes. He died for the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law who were there mocking him and spitting on him. He died for the disciples that ran away out of fear. And he died for the centurion who recognized who was the Son of God. Why? Because he loved each and every one of them. 
And so he died for them. And he died for you and for me. His love for you, his love for me, kept him on that cross until he finally uttered the words, it is finished. And now, he encourages us to take that incredible love that he has poured out for us and to share it with others. To love. To love others because he first loved us. To share that unconditional, non judgmental love with other human beings in this world who need to know that there is a Savior who loved them so much that he gave his one and only life to wash away the multitudes of their sins and their hurts and their pains so that his name could be written on their lives as well as ours. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. We may not be able to see entirely as God sees, but we can try. We may not be able to love entirely as God loves, but that's exactly what he calls us to do, to see the world through his eyes, to see people through his eyes and to love as he loves. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for a friend. May we be a people who love one another and who love the world around us as God does in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able and to join with me as we confess our faith this morning using the words of the third article of the Apostles' Creed. 